Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Hey, friend, Angie Austin here with the good news. And joining us today is Joe Jackson, author of Championship Sunday, An Uncommon Pursuit of a Dream. Joe is a former NFL star with the New York Jets and the Minnesota Vikings, my dad's favorite team. And Joe realized his life was missing something when he surrendered his life to Christ. Uh, He went to college. uh, He's one of pro football's greatest players. And now he's an evangelist. And I love this. Welcome, Joe Jackson. Angie, God bless you. Thank you for having me here. All right. So you play football and a lot of football players, when they're done, they're kind of missing something, maybe going through, you know, an identity crisis. And uh, you found Christ. So you had a perfect uh, second career already lined up, huh? Well, I don't know about a perfect career lined up. No, I did not. I had no idea what I was going to do when I retired. I was cut. uh, I fought my physical going into my ninth year. The doctor said, son, the x-rays of your left knee reveal gross degenerative arthritic change. I said, what is that? What am I going to do? But I trusted Christ as my savior back in 1969 when I was a freshman on the campus of New Mexico State University. A kid witnessed to me with the four spiritual laws, told me God loved me, had a great plan for my life. So I knew a couple things. I knew that God loved me. And I also knew that God had a plan for my life just because football was over with. Did not mean that my life was over with. There was something else for me. And actually God had prepared me for this work as an evangelist, use football, use all all the things that I've done to bring me to this point uh, that God has called me to walk in in and that is to be an evangelist now, or to serve as an evangelist so you left football in what the 70s early 80s uh early 80s yes okay yes. left football early early 80s and that knee by the way i'm just curious does that cause you a lot of pain now because uh, we hear a lot of football players have these injuries that later on in life really <laughs> cause them to suffer a bit you know, Angie, I have a zero, zero pain because I've had my knees replaced. So uh-huh. as of 2019, I have knees. My orthopedic said, Joe, you have knees of a 19-year-old freshman. I said, man, maybe I'll get my old job back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could not walk 30 yards. I had pain constantly, pain, pain, pain. My middle name with... Uh, my knee pain and uh since i had my knees replaced like i said in 2019 i have zero pain and it's just to me it's like a modern day miracle it really is uh, isn't it yeah i couldn't believe that i could walk and live and you know move about without any pain so praise the lord yeah to only be able to walk that short distance with you know because of the pain that is just it is it is a modern day miracle i agree and again we're talking to joe jackson about championship sunday an uncommon pursuit of a dream so you play football nine years in they tell you your knee is gone and uh, you're not quite sure what you're going to do but you were saved when you were a freshman at new mexico state uh uh, that was just inspirational as well that a young person can bring another 
lead another person to young person to Christ. So then what do you do after football? How does this all, you know, come come about? Well, it's amazing that God still used football in my life, even to get me to the bridge uh, to cross over to an evangelist, because the Minnesota Viking Bible study usually would meet on the Thursday night at one of the players' homes. And we decided to go to a concert to see a little uh, 4411 uh, gospel singer named Evie Turnquist. So I'd never heard of her. I'd never been to a Christian uh, ticketed concert before. So went to the concert. Wally Hilgenberg, a teammate of mine, introduced me to the promoter, said something like, hey, man, you need to hear this guy sing, blah, 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 referring to me. And I said, hey, you know, I shushed him, be quiet, be quiet. So anyway, long story short, I met the promoter. She told me, you know, if you, re- you know, when you retire, look me up. And I know that I was going to retire that quickly, but fuck my physical. And then I got involved with a company called Rainbow Productions, which was at the time the largest promotional um, uh, gospel concert company in the Midwest. So that got me started down a, a track of um, that would lead to my a uh, calling uh, as an evangelist. And uh, so it was it, it was really God's hand and God's leading his direction. And uh, that's how I got involved in the ministry, basically. Okay, so Through, when you started uh, working for Rainbow Productions, did you sing? What, did you help them organize? What did you do? Speak? Well, I was a promoter, and uh, I got an audition with Bill Gaither in 1980 because I— I always did sing. That was, you know, a love of my life Mm -hmm. besides sports. Mm -hmm. So we were always playing instruments. And um, so I always sing. We had groups and I interviewed or auditioned. Well, not audition. I just had a, I guess you'd call it an audition with Bill Gaither. And uh, he was coming to town, St. Paul, and I promoted that concert. And he had said, well, listen, Joe, here's what we'll do. I'll call you up on the second half of the show and we'll do this song the blood will never lose its power by andre crouch and we did that song and it was about 12 or thirteen thousand people at the saint paul civic center and 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 in a sense that's how i got my start singing with bill gaither and the bill gaither trio so i didn't know it was going to lead you know to what i'm doing now but i love music i just thought wow it's a fun thing to do so then you started traveling with him I didn't start traveling with him. I was still with Rainbow. And then the next week, we would, or the next month or two months down the line, we would bring in the Imperials. So I would get to open for the Imperials, sing a couple songs, introduce the Imperials. Uh, and, and this was a paving for me because I had such a fear, capital F, of public speaking. Oh. So I had to introduce the group, uh, act like I knew what I was doing. But all the way, it was God's hand directing me. And I couldn't see it at the time. I, again, I just thought it was a fun thing to do. It was ministry. And and it led to what I'm doing now as a full-time evangelist. And uh, if, if God would have just told me, I want you to just preach, I would have ran from that as far as I could go and as fast as I could. But he used something that I love, and that was music. So it attracted me, and I stayed with it. It wasn't always easy. There are times that I, too, wanted to, wanted to quit from that. But there was something in my spirit that just said, Joe, don't quit. Don't quit. Again, couldn't see this day. I couldn't see where I would be 
uh, someone who's spoken all over the world, uh, was the church evangelist of the largest Assembly of God church in America. And it, it was just a total uh, blessing and confirmation that God still had his hand upon my life, even though that door had closed as a professional athlete. But yeah, God was still there. He, he still loved me and he was still leading me. And I'm so grateful. Wow, that is, and you know, and the fact that you didn't, that you weren't saved, you know, growing up, and I, I know we'll have time to, you know, go back a little bit in your testimony. But um, so after your, you, you know, you, you audition for Bill Gaither, and then you open up that, you know, um, whole avenue to speaking. I want to move on to, um, you, you know, your evangelistic career, and then how you, uh, or why you wrote Championship Sunday, um, and you know, tell us a little about that. If I could also just say, uh, when I started with Rainbow Productions, I was also teaching uh, English Ah. in the public high school. I mean, I could not simply make it as a promoter or working with Rainbow Productions. As a matter of fact, they didn't pay me very much at all. So I was teaching at Thomas Jefferson High School. I taught English for five years. And I thought I was going to be a teacher for the rest of my life, a teacher and a coach. So I'm tracking my master's and I was cut from teaching. So, you know, God said, you know, God said, okay, you're ready. You know, I've got you ready. It's now your time to do this work that I've called you to. So um, I don't want to, uh, you know, let the people think that I just went into Rainbow Productions and, you know, I was teaching as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, anyway. so then uh, let's do the transition to, did you start preaching in a church? Did you travel? Um, how did you fulfill that dream? Well, Angie, I had a band and we were just called the Joe Jackson band. And again, it wasn't so much the preaching, it was sharing between a song or two. Ah. I didn't really know how to preach. I didn't, I, I, I listened to hear great preachers and great teachers. And I, 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 I didn't have that skill set at the time, I thought, you know, but I'm comfortable singing. And uh, so <clears throat> I didn't really, you know, someone would ask me to share testimony and I could do that. I could I, I could tell how I came to Christ and what my life was like before and mm-hmm. what my life is like today. Mm-hmm. So uh, I learned to do that. But as far as being a speaker, writing a sermon, preaching a 40 minute message, I, I just thought that Lord I, I you know I can go maybe two minutes but I can't go 45 minutes don't ask me to do that so uh, it was a transition point and uh, again it was something that God had ordained from for me to do from the foundation of the world even though I was so fearful and, and thought that God I could never do this Lord but yet there was something in my spirit that said yes I want to do it mm-hmm. but I was so afraid to fail I was afraid that, you know, the response I would get from other people, uh, you know, what's this guy doing up there? My goodness, he can't even, you know, say his name without stampering and stuttering. And it was, it was, you know, it was, it was so fearful. But God has brought me a long way. And um, I remember once uh, his transition point, I was in Nebraska, I think, and uh, the pastor said, okay, Joe, what's your service? I mean, what's your, what's, what's the title of your message? I said, sir, I, pastor, I don't have a message. He said, well, listen, I don't want a singer in my pulpit. 
What? So offended by that. I said, what? You don't want to say, I don't have a message. So I preached a message. He had two morning services. And that first message was just horrid. It was the worst message in the history of preaching. And I was so embarrassed. I couldn't face him, but I said, oh, gosh, Lord God, how am I going to get the second service? So I just prayed and prayed, and I just shared my testimony, and it was it was 100 degrees better. And it was uh, another point where, okay, I guess I can do this. Or, you know, I, I felt good about it, and I was encouraged that maybe, you know, someday I would be able to share a testimony or preach a word without feeling so inconsistent and, you know. And so many messages and uh, uh, can be, you know, delivered in the midst of a testimony. So that's always a really powerful, I think, way to preach. And then I want to talk more about your book too, Joe, Championship Sunday, An Uncommon Pursuit of a Dream, and how that all came about. We only have like a minute left in this segment, so we'll broach that topic in the next segment. But in terms of uh, football, uh, a lot of people think it's a really glamorous career in the last minute of the segment. Tell me a little about it. It's not as glamorous as people think is it uh well it depends on how you define glamour (laughs) right as far as as name game and fame yes it is but as as far as something that's that's really substantive and not artificial uh, then it's lacking but as far as that lifestyle it really is Uh, I'm not gonna lie about that but as far as something real something that you can um, call upon, you know, when you're, you know, when your life just crashes right in front of you, you know, when your child dies or when you're, you know, when you get some bad news or something like that, you need something that's real. You need something that's rooted in football. It's superficial and it's artificial and it won't do that. So that's why guys, if they don't have anything, um, anything that's rooted and grounded, and then they really don't have too much, you know, when the bottom drops out of their feet Mm-mm-mm. or drops from their feet. Yeah. Boy, isn't that Absolutely. the truth? All right. Uh, stick around for the good news with Angie Austin and Joe Jackson today, uh, former football player with the NFL and author of Championship Sunday, An Uncommon Pursuit of a Dream. We'll be right back. You just bought a new car, and it's everything you dreamed of and more. But you have so many memories with your old car, it almost feels like a family member. So you want to make sure it goes to a good home. You'll feel comfortable knowing when you donate your car to ARC Thrift Stores, you're giving to a good cause. You can donate anything with wheels, even motorcycles. And when you donate your vehicle, you get a tax deduction. It feels so good to give back. As you say farewell to your old vehicle, rest assured that your donation is making a difference by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Donate your car to ARC Thrift Stores today. Visit arcthrift.com for more information about the car donation program. That's arcthrift.com, where your good memories of that old car can become new ones for people with disabilities. Omar is listening to the mighty 670 KLTT Denver. 
Hey there, friend. Angie Austin here, really enjoying Joe Jackson, former NFL player, evangelist, and author of Championship Sunday, An Uncommon Pursuit of a Dream. So we've gone through uh, that Joe was saved when he was a freshman in New Mexico. He went on to play pro football for nine years. Uh, He went and failed his physical, uh, and he uh, was starting to work then in the evangelism, you know, field and auditioned for Bill Gaither. He was singing and then accidentally started preaching when someone said, I don't want a preacher in my pulpit. And so I don't want a singer. A singer, sorry, part a singer. Yes, a singer in my pulpit. And then you had to give your testimony and you thought, oh, maybe the Lord's got something going on here. Well, that's after the second service of that Sunday morning. The first service, uh, the first testimony was our preaching service was sermon was just horrid. It was the most embarrassing feeling that I've ever experienced in my life to not only preach what you think is a terrible sermon or a, a terrible speech, but then have to face the same people, most of them again the second time. And I just, I just wanted to fall into a hole, crawl into a hole because I felt like I just failed, failed, failed. But I, I had to get up. You know, I, Angie, that's one thing I learned about football. Our sports, you get knocked down, you get beat up, you get um, ignored. But failure is not failure, nor is it final, unless you don't learn from it. I learned that there's there's an opportunity, but you have to get up. You know, you have to continue to fight, uh, and and basically that's what I had to do. You know, and it wasn't easy. I've been going over Joe this uh, this uh, article with my kids. And it is about, I believe it was in Forbes, and it's about uh, why parents need to teach their kids to fail. And my son, um, he didn't have the greatest uh, summer in baseball, but he's really improved and he just knocked it out of the park during tryouts. But the head coach didn't even look at it. He didn't even watch him. Mm-hmm. He cut him. And um, and, and the other kids were like, oh, my gosh, you hit every time you're up to bat. Like, you're so good now. You've improved so much. And he didn't even notice or take it into account. And so my son said, I said, what did you do? He said, well, I could stay and clean up or I could leave. He said, so I stayed and cleaned up and I tried not to, you know, drop a tear. Mm -hmm. And he said, and uh, and I I shook his hand and said, thank you so much for the opportunity. And um, he said, uh, and he said, do you have any questions? And I and he said, I told him, um, no, I'm just going to keep working hard and uh, improving so that, you know, I can make the team next year. And my husband Mm -hmm. told him uh, last night he was more proud of him than if he hit a um, a home run out of the park, that that Mm -hmm. his response, we were so proud of because we're teaching him to fail and that failure isn't failure. It is a step on the way to success. Absolutely. I guess, you know, like I just said, failure is not failure, nor is it final unless you don't learn from it. I've learned, I've, I've learned, I mean, failure to me is a great teaching tool and you know, it shows you what you did wrong. It shows you what you need to do right. And a lot of people, when they fail, they not only fail, but they quit, they give up, they walk away, mm-hmm. and they miss um, something, I think, very, very special and missing, really, uh, the will of God. And it, it's it's just so easy to quit, just to look at the facts and not the truth. You know, facts are based on experience and knowledge, but I believe truth, I'm sure you'll believe this too, is derived in birth and thus saith God. And facts can in the wrong way sometimes so uh, you know uh, these are things you know uh, 
I, I just, that, that really hits me because my one lesson my kids have learned, my husband's just over 6'6", and he's an excellent athlete. Well, uh, the cronies Whoa. in middle school, at his Catholic middle school, you know, the plumber's son got picked because he was friends with the, the dad is friends with the coach, mm-hmm. and the coach took all, all of his, like, his cronies' kids, so my husband got cut. And so um, then in high school, the coach walked up to him and said, you know, why weren't you playing for my team? Like, you're the tallest kid in school. And he said, well, you cut me. You know, you cut me in, you know, junior high or whatever in eighth grade whatever it was and my kids have learned so much from that because my husband probably would have played college ball he's such an excellent athlete but his pride his ego got in the way and he's told that story to our kids so many times that last night when we talked to our son um, he said well I did learn from you dad because you've always say, said that you regretted not going back and that you, oh, you yeah. they didn't want you so you didn't want them and so my we've all learned from that and so that was a powerful lesson for my kids and like you said that it's easy to give up. Yeah, it, it it is, and that's a great teaching tool. That's a great teaching point because you know, as an athlete, and your husband's six six, he's an inch taller than me. Uh, I regret too not going out for basketball. I yeah. didn't go out for basketball because, and I, I mean, that's like fifty something years from today. But I regret that I didn't go out for basketball. The coach begged me to go out. I was like two sixty and six four, and I thought. I was too fat. And no, you would have been great underneath that basket. I well, I was okay, you know, because I played basketball all throughout junior high, and uh, and and in high school, but not for the high school team because I thought the shorts were too short, not but. Uh, it's just just so silly. You yeah, were self conscious. Oh my gosh, that's I know, so crazy. I know, I know, I know. There's nothing I can do about it. So short. That's why, like short. your husband, you know, when I speak to young people, I tell them, you know, you get one shot, and you need to make make good, to, you know, good choices. Because but, once you make a choice, you. The yeah, consequence you, you, will always choose. I mean, your choice will always choose the consequence. So yes, exactly. Yeah, you could let your had your mom let the ham out, make him a little longer. Now they're you know past your knee. That's so funny. Yeah. So I yeah. want to talk, Joe. Um, again, Joe Jackson, author of Championship mm-hmm. Sunday: An Uncommon Pursuit of a Dream. Former NFL player, evangelist. Um, what are you doing right now? And then I want to get into the book. Well, I still, I travel as an evangelist, and COVID has really sort of sit us all back evangelists, missionaries, ministers, you know, and uh, not so much preachers, pastors, but evangelists that come through. And uh, so I'm I'm still booking services in terms of churches. I do a lot of men's ministry. I do preaching on Sunday morning and basically travel as an evangelist. So even though COVID has been rough, but yet I, I, I still believe that God uh, has a place for me if I just said <laughs> about quitting. <laughs> if I don't quit, if I just stay focused and know what God's called me to do, and that's to go preach the gospel. I love that. All right, so it did slow down with COVID. So when did you start, uh, you know, thinking about uh, writing Championship Sunday? How did that all come about? Well, I guess I don't know because COVID. You know, I, I had nothing to do but to work out and uh to write uh and so i've been an english major and mark metoff who who wrote children of a lesser god he was my english professor oh cool and and he encouraged me to write way back in 1970 
he graded a paper and he said, Joe, you know, I think that, you know, there's something to it. Now, I've always been a decent writer, but I've never considered being an author. I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know there was a big difference between a good writer and an author. So I never authored a book. And I just felt in my spirit that it was time for me to do that. And uh, so I just started writing. I just I just said, well, you know, where am I going to start? Is it like once upon a time or do I just 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 start writing? So that's what I did. And I finished the book and um, it was it was a challenge, but it was it was so worth it. And uh, I'm glad that I've written this book championship Sunday because it's not only about football it's about life anybody who reads my book can relate to some of the things in there not everything in there because I was a professional athlete and there's not too many of us out there but Mm -hmm. but the life lessons I've learned about finishing strong about not giving up about relating uh, to other people a relationship you know we played on the team where you had to relate you have black players, you have white players, you have all kinds of, of different backgrounds, but you relate. And the better you relate, the more successful you are. You know, if you don't, if you don't relate, then it's going to be tough to accomplish your goal as a, you know, in a team sport. So, um, you may not like football. You may not have played football, uh, but you play the game of life. And uh, I can, you know, hopefully relate to you on that level. I love that. You know, I, um, I, I've i often been told to, to, you know, write a book. And it's a pretty tough thing to kind of tackle. Um, you, you're a writer. I'm obviously more of a speaker and, um, you know, put it off for so many years. But, you know, living with me is my 80-year-old mother who has the memory of like, Oh my gosh, that woman, the memory of an elephant. I mean, mm, the details mm. she remembers, but unfortunately, mm. the details she remembers also allow her to hang on to a lot of unforgiveness and hurt as well. So, in a way, I think I'm blessed that I'm like, are you sure it happened like that? Well, I don't have any bad memories about that. And so, <laughs> I, I, I do definitely feel the prompting of God to take advantage of having this, you know, woman living with me who's got such, you know, incredible memories. But I, I I want to have you back, you know, to share your testimony. But in terms of the, um, in terms of the book, I mean, I want to talk about, you know, in in the future, if you can join me again about, you know, the keys to an athlete, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that yeah. Joe Namath wrote your foreword, um, that you had a mm-hmm. word of encouragement for former heavyweight uh, champion George Foreman. I mean, we have so much to cover. But what do you mm-hmm. pe- what do you want people? What was the purpose of the book? What do you want people to walk away with when they read Championship Sunday? Well, just so like I said, they're destined for greatness, and not only for greatness, but for God's greatness. And God's got a phenomenal plan for their life. And regardless of the circumstances, uh, don't let circumstances circumvent God's dream for your life, God's plan for your life, God's destiny. Don't quit. Uh, finish strong. Life is about finishing strong. And you'll see the glory of God. And, you know, when I mean the glory of God, I'm talking about His purpose, His power, His provision and plan for your life. And basically, that's what I want to get uh, across to others. And obviously, I want to live that out in my own life. 
You know, I also want to talk to you, too, um, next time we speak about this is, I think, a really important topic. And my kids being 12, uh, 14, 16, um, they're teaching a lot right now. Well, for instance, the other day at school, and this is a really big topic to open this can of worms, but this kid kept calling my daughter white privilege. Now, you know a little bit about my background, and I certainly had nothing. But to be honest with you, my kids are very privileged now. I've worked very hard to, you know, provide them quite a life. I want to know, like, how we navigate this now that, you know, civil rights, we've turned a corner, but there's still a lot going on right now. And I almost feel like in the last few years, we've taken a step back. And it's sad to me. You know, my stepmom's from Iran. And I remember in junior high, people saying, like, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the hostage crisis. And um, is, it, that's, is that Angie's mom? You know, where, where is she from? And in the little town in Minnesota we lived mm-hmm. in, suffice it to say, there mm-hmm. were no other Iranians. And I remember when my mm-hmm. dad brought people home from school, um, he was a professor And I remember once coming in the living room and there was a living room full of African students. So there were African men in their garb in our living room in a circle. And my dad was doing something for school. And I lived in a town where there were no African-Americans. But my dad started the first Boy Scout troop that was um, an interracial Boy Scout group when he started the Boy Scout with them, you know, a bazillion Mm -hmm. years even before that. So Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't taught to think color made us different. But I feel like now in a way... I don't know, the corner we're turning, I hope it's for the better. And so I want to address that with you next time we speak as well, if you'll join me again, Joe Jackson. Sounds good. Love to. I would love um, to, too. All right. The book is uh, Championship Sunday, An Uncommon Pursuit of a Dream, Joe Jackson. I found it very easily on Amazon. And Joe, do you have a website as well? JoeJacksonMinistries.org. Well, that's easy enough. And you can find our podcast at AngieAustin.org. Thanks, Joe. Angie, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 